0: Jesus Christ, Doc, you disintegrated Einstein,
1: disintegrated Einstein, Einstein. It's a mini-sode! Hi, it's Furida.
0: And it's Abby, and welcome to Science at the Slashers, our mini series where we're talking about some of the best slasher movies across the decades and bringing the science to some of our favorite death scenes. So let's talk gore, pre pandemic mass culture, and pretty girls running upstairs. <laughs> this is episode two of the slasher mini series, and this week we're talking about The Cabin in the Woods. Yes, fantastic film. Yes, seen it many times again. Another movie I've seen many, many, many times, many times, (laughs) many times. (laughs) I this is one of those movies where, like, I mean, there's plenty of movies where you're like, oh god, yeah, I remember that, and that was great, and this, but this is just one of those movies where I will never ever forget the first time watching it, because there's just those moments in where you just go like, wait, what? It was just, it was just such a refreshing thing to see the first time I ever saw it. I remember. Mm. I have lovely memories of it in a kind of, in a weird, it's, it's <laughs> not a movie. in a weird way. I'm being really stupid right now. I need to no, shut no. up. Shh,
1: shh. I just want to say that it's <laughs> a movie that I have to tr- convince people to watch. I'm like, no, 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 no. Because a lot of people do not like slashes. do not like being scared, do not yeah. like gore. So No, no, no. You don't get it. It's not like that. It's not like that. Yeah. You know, that's, that's all happening. But you don't want
0: to spoil it for anyone. But yeah. like also, and definitely from the image that they use, like from the movie's image, it really is very like.
1: Yeah you're
0: kind of like you just expect you you have this complete expectation of what it's mm-hmm. going to be and you don't realize so yeah. shall we for for those of us who have seen it um if you're listening and you haven't seen it just stop right now stop go watch it just go stop watch it. It's, don't. it's excellent it's
1: excellent. It came after all, like, we had Scream last uh, episode two weeks ago. Mm. I remember two weeks ago, not last week. Two weeks ago. And that was the beginning (laughs) of the revival of the Slasher. And Cabin in the Woods was like, after all that became exhausting, then we had Cabin in the Woods. So you want to come over Monday night? I'm going to pick up some power drills, liberate my cabinets. Are you even listening to me? (laughs)
0: A blonde, a stoner and a virgin walk into a cabin with a jock and a nerd. There are rules, people. We have our familiar setup: Group of college kids, check. Creepy old guy, check. Isolated location, check. White collar guys at the office, wait. For the love of Buffy, we're in a Joss Whedon slasher movie. Leave your rules at the door or the old gods will rise. The blonde is a fake. The jock is Thor. Avery still fancies redheads. The stoner lives... And the Virgin, well, we work with what we've got. The zombie redneck torture family gives it their best try, but the plucky kids escape to the downstairs and as the ritual fails with madness surrounding them, they break the most important rule of them all. You don't kill off Sigourney Weaver. And so, with no peppy Sarah Michelle to save us, Joss Whedon finally succeeds in ending the world and leaves us all wondering just one thing. When is the version with the merman coming out? The <laughs> merman's fantastic. Oh my god. Uh, I just do you know what? I have to met, I have to bring up because I've just said about Joss Whedon, but I just have to bring up Drew Goddard before we get into it because Joss Whedon was the producer and he co-wrote it with Drew Goddard, but Drew Goddard directed it, and I just want to make that clear. But like they mm-hmm. have a good old school working relationship because Goddard wrote for both Buffy and Angel, so. I just want to, I want to recognize that it's a Drew Goddard directed movie, but yeah. it's very Joss Whedon. So good.
1: Um, Richard Jedkins and Bradley Whitford. Yeah. as oh God. Tequila my is my friend. Yeah. Whatever he says.
0: That's... That's a brilliant moment It's like such That (laughs) sincerity That he's feeling In that kind of Like Then the It's just Like that Slow distraction thing Where he's like Yeah I'm being I'm being I'm a Tequila (laughs) What From
1: From the first second Until the last second They're just so funny Oh they're
0: Wonderful Their blind eyes See nothing of the horrors To come Their ears are stopped They are the gods Fools well, that's how it works. Let's get into the questions okay. then for this movie. So question number one. At what point did you jump out of your skin? Okay. Again,
1: self-awareness watching this movie, aware of the, aware of what it is. It's very hard to pinpoint like real terror. But mm. it does have some amazing surprises. And I've chosen the death. Of Holden, when they're driving oh. in the car, knife yes. through the back of the throat, bang. Yes. That very good made me scream. Very good. That made me scream. Even it, even after seeing it so many times, it's still, it's a jump jump out of my skin.
0: Yeah, how about you? I, I did the same when I watched it. And it's really interesting, actually, because my jumping out of the skin also involves Holton. It's just not that scene. Okay. It's the one when they get, they're, in the, they're locked in the room and they're trying to escape and they find the trap to go down yeah. into the cellar and they go down into the black room and they're in there and then um, it's the, I can't remember which one of the zombie torture redneck death family <laughs> it is, but it's the guy with the bear trap, like the animal trap. And it's like Holden is there and he's got his back to the door opening and then the animal trap just comes in and catches him in the back. Ah. It's just a quick Ah. moment where, because I I felt with the death scenes, they really, and you don't kind of realize it at first, but they build it up. It does a great job of setting it up and you as the viewer know what's happening and you're in on the joke. And you kind of know where the death, like you're like, oh. Because you're being so sincere right now, you're probably going to die. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's those couple of extra moments as well where it's like he doesn't die in that moment, but just when I don't know what it is. It's that also that giant freaky zombie dude was terrifying. He was and it's huge. and it's a
1: great injury as well, isn't it? Giant yeah, it's like trap, it's
0: fucking bear trap,
1: bear trap to his back. I know oh it's crazy.
0: I was really freaked out. Even we just on the rewatch, I was like, oh my god, that's terrifying. I really did jump um so moving from jump scenes into death scenes what what did you pick as your favorite death scene
1: I really hope you didn't pick the same one as me but I also really hope that you do because you always have great insights I want to hear what you would have come I up know. with if you chose this but it's so funny this scene is so funny Is the death <laughs> I, of we Kurt I picked
0: the same one I know oh, I'm no, really wait, happy you picked no Kurt- wait did you pick no, I didn't. The I motorcycle. purposely didn't. I purposely didn't. <laughs> I was going to, and then I picked something else. But okay. But yes, no. I am. So, oh, okay.
1: Hemsworth yeah. death scene. Although I really wish I didn't have the bird at the beginning. Um, smashing into it because then it would have been a bit more of a surprise. But is it funnier because we well, know it's coming? Is it funnier?
0: That's the thing. I've got a contrasting feeling with it because okay. I feel like the bird at the beginning, right? That happens quick enough mm-hmm. that I can bet that there was a bunch of people that missed it
1: okay right but you, then you if you didn't
0: it. if you didn't miss it then that's like what I was saying about we're in on the joke we're in on the joke that's we're right we're in on it and they build it up that you know that real kind of like what it's he so says. sincere he goes, and like yeah all this stuff and the emotion of it and it's like it's all built up to like this is the moment I know this is the hope Hits it's a, gonna be
1: okay so they say what do we do <laughs> what do we do jump and he he hears the word jump and he's like jump and he takes the motorcycle off the back and he gives this whole speech I'll come back for you I'll come back with an army I'm going to save everyone and it's like (laughs) the music is swelling and it's something we see all the time in movies and
0: then falls down into like a void and it's so and it's, funny. It's not just like a single drop or it's not like he's like incinerated. It's like the whole roll all the way down. All the way down. bouncing off it. Yeah. <laughs> just all the way down. In
1: terms of, I mean, things always tend to make massive explosions, but I guess I could say the explosion happened because they were in contact with this massive, clearly electrical field. Maybe cause Mm. the explosion, but it's just so clever. It's just so clever because they use, they use his like beefy manliness, like hero thing that they use the Chris Hemsworth, like whole hero thing and they use it and they just make fun of it because it's stupid and it's hilarious. Um, (laughs) And he's in on the joke and we're in on the joke and hallelujah. What did you choose? (laughs) Brilliant.
0: (laughs) <laughs> so I so yeah I nearly went with Kurt and then I was like I'm gonna go a little bit left field here. Okay. So I went. <laughs> I chose Hadley and the Merman. Uh, yeah
1: I have wanted to choose that because <laughs> I just think it's the best. Uh, he's like oh shit. Because he wanted it so badly. He's like, oh, where yeah, can I get the it's merman? It's so great. <laughs> oh, I'm
0: never going to see a merman. He's so disappointed. He's so sad about it. It's the only thing he wants. And then I just love that moment. The merman comes up and he's just like, oh, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Does, and does he eat his and face? it's really <laughs> gross it's a great merman and the, and monster the, and the blood comes out of the, the breathing hole yeah. the blowhole so. if you, there's a cool little <laughs> clip on um there's a clip about the blowhole on youtube and it's with the sfx people and like um the uh what do they do they show the they show the filming of that and they just went on for ages with this guy flopping on the floor and all this blood spurting out and they were just like they're even talking about it just going like it was a lot of blood and it kept going we were like are you really going to use all of this and they're like they use the perfect amount in the shot but like if you see the actual recording of it, it's hilarious absolutely but yeah hilarious. I picked it and then I was like because I was trying to come at it from like a mildly scientific <laughs> you don't have to but- <laughs> No I had to I had to yeah. Well I had to figure out I was like right I'm going to just have a little look About mermen And I've decided That the merman in the movie Is f- the, is from folklore Off the coast of Scotland In the Outer Hebrides Because there were these mermen it, Called the blue men of the minch And oh. they have blue tinted skin But they have grey beards And like classic You know old school idea of mermen But what I I was just looking at like This idea of mermaids and stuff And I thought it was really interesting that like there was some speculation that maybe back in the day because of the big distances that people could have mistaken like animals like manatees for mermaids because of their flat tail. And then they have like two kind of like fins that could be mistaken for stubby arms out the side Mm -hmm. and that like at such distance underwater all of that they could have just had like brief sightings where people would be like oh that's it and then if you look up a manatee to be fair it has a way closer resemblance to the merman in the movie than what yeah. your idea of a a big glorious um, chiselled featured half man half yeah. fish would Mer-people.
1: be the, the mermaid science of <laughs> why does a mermaid need breasts <laughs> what is the function but or where is her genitalia? Like if she has breasts, so she's a mammal, or yeah. she, she has mammary glands, and uh. so then she needs some visible genitalia. I don't know if you've, the movie The Lighthouse is a there's a there's a mermaid in the movie Lighthouse. Oh. And let me tell you, <laughs> I it's got
0: genitalia. well, well, the reason I found the mermaid thing really interesting because this is a fun thing <laughs> in. 2012 animal planet did a spoof documentary about finding real mermaids but so many people saw it and believed it that the national oceanic and atmospheric administration had to release a statement to say explicitly that mermaids are not real because so many people thought that the spoof animal planet documentary was true (laughs) they were calling them up going where are the mermaids at why do we care so much? But I bet Jentham, if anyone saw the merman from, um, from Cabin in the Woods, they'd be very disappointed. Oh, man, I'm sorry. He had the conch in his hands. Know,
1: you know, in a couple
0: more minutes, who knows what might have
1: happened, I, was... I am never going to see a merman.
0: Ever. Two would be thankful. Those things are terrifying. All right, so um, next, next question is When did you shout the loudest at the screen?
1: Obviously, when the elevator doors open, obviously, ding. <laughs> it's just so good. Why is it all so good? Why do we love it so much? What are we doing? What are we there for? I just want to see. I love monsters. I yeah. love movie monsters. I'm really big into monsters. So I really enjoy. I really enjoy monsters. So for me, that scene. Amazing. Just the (laughs)
0: carnage. It's hilarious. Uh, They I I read a thing, I wish I'd written it down because I didn't and I can't remember now. But I read I did read a little article somewhere where they said something about how like it's just the biggest achievement in that type of um in like kind of creating movie monsters in terms of like the effects team that they Um, had like at one point I think they had like seventy people working and they said it was complete madness doing it but it was also one of the biggest memories that they will ever have because there'll never be a moment where all those people would be in the same room together again just all the different types of specialists in terms of making these types of movie monsters and stuff because they had to get everyone in to be able to make all of them so that was amazing
1: yeah and it was so many references to other movies even like there were so many references to different even even the Japanese schoolgirls that we see as like a yeah. reference to horror audiences in Japan and they're different that scene different is really funny. It's so funny. Like I like that the rules of horror movies is different based on like the culture, the horror f- film culture of the country. Here yeah. in America, they go like virgin nerd all this bullshit in the cabin, and and in Japan, there's all sort of scary scary kids, scary girls. Yeah. All right, I don't think much into that too, but I just love the references. What what mm. was your what had you screaming at the screen?
0: Um Marty sitting on the windowsill. Oh, fuck, yeah, <laughs> Before- <laughs> just like yeah, but... he's just sat there with the window behind him I mean I know that you're I know that this is one of those moments where we're in on it and we know what's going to happen but <laughs> yeah, also yeah, yeah. it's like stop sitting on the window you sitting fucking the... nut mm, let me just get sit off. here and wait
1: for the killer to come get me I through the window I was so stressed <laughs>
0: out watching it I was just like get off the
1: window watching all of them just <gasps> fall in line fall is very stressful yeah. Like they're all exactly. being just led down a path and they all just go straight, open the door and go straight down, you know? Yeah. It's stressful watching. Uh, <laughs> it was a
0: great moment though. Yeah. And I love that he got the one-armed kid. Just seemed right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrifying. Um, all right. So moving on to what made your science brain light up? Um, What I picked was that when the RV goes in
1: the water... And by the way, why did they need an RV if they were driving in, to a cabin? Like, why, did they, why can't they just take a normal car? Whatever, fine. But when the RV fell in the water, she opens up the hatch in the RV and swims out of it. Which is impossible because of the pressure. You can't just oh. open up a door in water. And even movies, and it's the same with airlock drama... Is that there are certain science rules that is understood from movie to movie that we ooh, we know the science behind that, the airlock. And it's the same thing with car doors. You have to roll the car window down and then go out the window that way. You cannot open a door in water. I feel like this is a movie rule. Like it's a it's a real life rule that we learn from movies and movies follow the rule. So in this movie she just she just like opens the hatch and <laughs> swims out of it. It's impossible. That.
0: i didn't know that i mean i probably should have but i definitely, definitely didn't know no, that you
1: can't just open it into when when it's just the yeah, pressure of course, from the outside of
0: course oh my god yeah because it's all the weight down
1: oh my god yeah you can't <laughs> How- <laughs> i love it i didn't even i just nothing you can't open <gasps> a car door in in water but anyway <laughs> that's well yeah, that's it really. Oh yeah. well there was something else but I have it for the next section. I have it for the next question. What what hurt your science bits or made them light up even?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I've got two things. Um I'm worried about I'm worried now that my Oh no. No the next okay, that's fine. I was like, what's the next section? Okay, we're cool. Um so I've got I just I've got one that's just a nod and then my actual thing. The nod is the bong. And the only reason I'm obsessed with the bong is because of how much coffee I could fit in it. but not unless you squished it yeah yeah. (laughs) Um, but I went with the pheromone mists yeah I loved it I thought it was really cool and I was like so I just had a look up and I was like oh like because we've all heard about this idea of pheromones and stuff but I just found it I found a nice sweet little quick video from um, I think it's like the chemistry society or something and like basically this whole idea of pheromones is that there's a bunch of different types of pheromones but the specific ones that involve sexual attraction are called releasers. And the thing is, we all have our own sensory world. So there's no standard set for each person. And we haven't yet isolated human releasers. So we can make an assumption that through background research in the movie, like they determined what smells that like Jules would have reacted to and stuff to entice her to the, oh, to the, yeah. Interesting. the moonlit, meadowy area. But. Um, I'm not worried about what attracted um, Thor. He was good to go, very clearly. Um, (laughs) But the thing is, pheromone sprays really do exist, right? So, like, I mean, you've seen this, right? It's all about, like, oh, get some special pheromones to attract the women. I'm sure it's probably all geared towards men. Um, But do you know that in order to create these, they contain three volatile compounds that are actual real releasers. But do do you want to know something about them? Yeah, the releasers are designed for pigs. Oh, the ones used in pheromone sprays are scientifically proven to work on pigs, but that means jack shit about them working on humans. <laughs> but they have found some bullshit science shit that I'm not even going to explain to make it seem like it could work on humans, and then they just sell them. But they're designed for pigs. Oh, that is so uncomfortable. <laughs> What how about that that
1: that pheromone or that gas is specifically designed to make you think um, that you should split up instead of staying together? Oh yes, we should really stay together. I think we should split up. It's ex- what? specifically I, there.
0: Oh, I should have looked at that. I didn't even think. I loved how it was just like complete mind control. If this is right. We should split up. We can cover more ground that way. Yeah. Yeah, good idea. Really?
1: <laughs> <laughs> How could it specifically make you want to split up? <laughs> but very specifically. I forgot about that Hilarious. completely. Worry, actually. I
0: oh, oh well. Well, that was my it's little so my little science dip into our pheromones. But um, it didn't matter. She yeah. was always going to lie in the meadowy, moonlit patch. The zombies were coming. That was it. We knew. We knew. What, that's Saul sweet mother of jesus that's but
1: but that scene where they all want her to they all want to see her boobies and it's like referencing first of all the audience and then the the other layer of the audience because there's like a few layers of audiences in this movie that men when when watching a woman getting murdered in a horror film sort of secretly hoping to get a shot of her boobies
0: it's fantastic fantastic i know (laughs) Um, so final question is what is the killer's superpower? What did you go with? So there was it, many killers in this movie.
1: <laughs> uh, well, the define killer, but yeah, so for this, for this question, I didn't I didn't think of it as like a literal superpower. I was like more uh, uh, um, like not literal like one of the superpowers. So um, I just got like something which how the hell did they do that? It's impossible. but to me, the killer is like a oh, director. That's the director or us or the gods or the ancient gods or whoever's controlling it all as I took to be the killer. Okay. And my question is, how the fuck are they getting the blood? Yeah. How does the blood, so how the fuck, cause like they are dying on the earth and the blood goes into the soil. It's going underneath. Are they injecting it? Are they, what the fuck? How's maybe the they're blood taking,
0: maybe they're taking the body Okay. Like once they've been killed, maybe they're taking the body and then draining the rest of the blood from the body.
1: Draining the blood from the body. And so, okay. Once she's been killed, body's grabbed. Body's grabbed. (laughs) Yeah. Great. Done. No longer confused. (laughs) 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 How do they get the superpower of the magic of that happening? Okay. (laughs) What? So next time I'll go with a more traditional superpower. (laughs) What, what was the superpower? So, I, I, went,
0: <laughs> I went deep into. Did <laughs> you? Right. So I picked, because there's a lot of killers, I picked Judah Buckner. He's the youngest son of the zombie redneck torture family. And yeah. he is the guy that gets hacked to pieces by Marty. But he's obviously still moving with murderous intent because when they escape the elevator, you know, the hand goes towards the like the thing comes along. Not the thing. I'm thinking about the Adams family. Um, you know, the hand goes along to the security guard's head and grabs the face. Yeah. And like, he's just like this mushy pile of stuff, but he's got like, parts of his face are still there and the hand can still move. So I've decided that in order for this to be happening, he has to have had shape-shifting powers, right? Now, there's lots of different types <laughs> of shape-shifting, so he could come under a few different categories. Right, we've got body manipulation meaning that you can manipulate any aspect of your body but maybe it doesn't really help with like the moving hand so the next thing then up could be elasticity where he like it's about being able to stretch deform expand or like contract into any form and that makes a little bit more sense if we can imagine that like there's a tendon or two still attached to the hand mm. next up i like is a matter state shift some of him is altered into another state and the other state is called a big pile of goo because that's what he is. Um, I'm not sure about it. The next one I'm not really sure about but I really like the title and I think you'll be into it. It's self-particle manipulation. Uh. I mean, technically he has manipulated his own, his own particle structure into a hacked up zombie being. And then there's also, um, other, yeah, there's size manipulation. So we could say that maybe he just made some bits of him like really small. And then some parts of him are still like normal size, (laughs) like the hand and part of his head. But either way, he ain't classed as dead and that hand is still moving. So he has to be some form of a shapeshifter. Ta-da! He's a zombie. (laughs) Yeah, but like, what's your zombie power? (laughs) What's a zombie superpower? How is a zombie not dying? Well,
1: it depends what kind of zombie it is.
0: Yeah, so exactly, wow. we don't know. That's so I've decided it's a shape-shifting zombie.
1: <laughs> oh no, that's from last week. Where am I in time? What zombies <laughs> last, last week? <laughs> week. Last zombies week was our zombies. Week. <laughs> zombies last week. Yeah. Uh... Uh, well, last week our zombies had our superpowers because of. Well, anyways, I yeah. don't want to soul. I don't want to spoil it for you when we record tomorrow. This episode that yeah. was last week. So I'm not going to say. It. Anyway, um, okay. that All was right. that was wild, right. Abby. That you just went into that. You decided it was a shame. <laughs> like I'm just sitting here like hi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Isn't zombie enough? <laughs> hey, hey, uh, no. This
1: movie. <laughs> no, this movie is this movie's awesome. Awesome. Oh
0: yeah. So final. Yeah. Do you have any final comments you want to make on the movie?
1: I don't know the ballerina. Oh yeah, like a with a face. I just like to me like the the all the monsters, I just love this movie, mm. and I think I don't know. I like this movie because it's so annoying those movies with the like collection of teenagers and the way they all act, and it is painful and annoying to watch, and this movie just made it enjoyable again, yeah, after so many of them that I'm like bored of, suddenly this movie managed to make it entertaining, so it's just so fun, it's exactly. just so fun, loved it. Do you have any further comments? Anything else? I just,
0: the thing that I love about it, one of the things I love about it the most, and I said it in the introduction, is just that it's like, I feel like that Joss Whedon and I suppose like Drew Goddard as well spent a lot of time writing Buffy and Angel with this idea always that no matter what, the world couldn't end. You know? Like, at the end of Buffy, they, like, they were able to destroy Sunnydale, but they couldn't destroy the whole world. Like, Buffy has to live on, Um, Angel, we don't really know what happens to them at the end of Angel. Um, But, like, the idea is, like, they're there to save the world. And I just feel like this must have been something cathartic for them, that they finally just got to... Fuck it. Just end the world. Everyone's gone. Yeah, All gods, let them up. Bring that big hand up out of the, out of the ground. Screw everything. Um. So what happens is, is the
1: destruction of the world, representing the destruction of the genre, and starting from the beginning. Again, I'm like, what? Oh yeah. Is that the meaning? The end of the world is the, the furious audiences that don't get what they want, and destroy. <laughs> Destroy them with critics and like bad reviews. Just being destroyed with bad. Joss Whedon is like, you have to make the audience happy; otherwise, they'll destroy us with terrible, rotten tomatoes reviews. Um, that's taking
0: it. That's taking it super deep. Am I? Yeah, could be. he's mocking. I just feel. I genuinely just feel after years of Buffy and Angel, he's just like, nope, bad guy's gonna win this time. Let the world burn. Break it up. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So that's it for this week. Uh, we'll continue the slasher minisodes in two weeks' time with the classic, the true OG, that is Halloween first version, 1978. Just to be clear. Until then, we'll be back next week with our main episode. Tune in if you would like to hear what that is, because I can't say it in front of Frida, because I've told what it is just yet. <laughs> for now, come and find us on Instagram and Twitter if you dare. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so strange. I'm actually rooting
0: for this girl. She's
1: got so much heart. Can you think of all the pain and the... Pun- Tequila is my lady!
0: My lady! Come on in, guys. Come on in, come on in. You're welcome. Tequila from darkness.